Um, well, the benefits, it's um, actually a really good workout. It's very good exercise. It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem like you're expending a lot of energy when you're free diving. You actually are. You're, it's anaerobic activity because you're holding your breath while you're moving. So you actually do consume a lot of calories from free diving, surprisingly. Plus, you know, the, the trying to heat your body in the ocean in the water. So, you know, the amount of calories you burn is, is, is quite a lot. Um, so that's one of the benefits of the activity. Also the ocean, just being in the water, it's really good for you. It's good for your, um, mental state. There's a book on it. It's called, um, blue mind. And it talks about how the ocean, uh, just looking at pictures of the water, the ocean, uh, has a calming effect on us. So. Hi, I'm Reed Singh and welcome to the trip outside podcast. On this show, I interview local guides and outdoor industry experts to uncover the best outdoor travel spots and epic outdoor activities. Before we jump in, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a comment and let us know what you liked or what you'd like to hear next. Our goal is to help answer all of your outdoor adventure travel questions. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Byron, for joining me today from Kona Freedivers. Uh, where does this podcast find you today? I am in Kona, Hawaii, on the big island on a giant volcano in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. I've been here 15 years. Um, I, I started uh, growing algae for biofuel with shell oil, and I've always been in the ocean underwater. And when I saw this place and how great the underwater aspect is, I just knew I had to live here. And, uh, you know, the free diving is world-class, one of the best places to free dive and scuba dive. And so that's kind of what drew me here. Uh, but up until recently, I've just started getting into mountain biking and uh, road cycling as well. So those have been a lot of fun. I just went mountain biking yesterday over a lava rock field. It's really unique uh, kind of, uh, you know, mountain biking that you, you won't get in a lot of places in the world. And then, you know, I do free diving and scuba diving for fun and for, for a living for business as well. Got it. And where are you originally from before before Hawaii? From Southern California. Very cool. Uh, and then that's really interesting, the uh, growing algae. Uh, could you go into a bit more on how that's going for the world? Is there uh, is that an alternative fuel source that we could, we could hope for? Well, we were exploring it, um, and that was the purpose. We discovered that, you know, it wasn't really economically viable or feasible the way we were doing it. But yeah, there may be some hope in the future. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I hope so. So uh, I think a lot of us are familiar with scuba diving and snorkeling as an activity. Uh, Stand-up paddleboarding, it's huge on, on the island. And you mentioned before we started the podcast about free diving being one of the fastest growing sports. And I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't know much about it. Just on the surface level, I knew uh, what it is. I have a friend that has done some free diving. Uh, in Asia and Bali area. Uh, but I would just love to go into the details of it. Like first, you know, what got you into it? Um, and then two, like what is free diving? How is it different from scuba diving? And, you know, what do you, what do you love about it? Yeah. Uh, free diving is basically just, uh, going underwater and hanging out. Um, that's pretty much all it is. You don't really need much. You just need your body. And so uh, it differs from scuba diving in that 
with scuba diving, you have gear or equipment that aids you in staying down underwater longer. And with free diving, it's all about your ability to utilize the air that you have on the surface the best way so that you can stay down longer underwater. And the depths that you're going to are variable depending on the location and, and what you're doing and what you like doing? Um, yeah, so, you know, a lot of people use free diving, uh, you know, over the, the centuries uh, and millennia, people have been free diving, probably mostly for food purposes, mm -hmm. you know, to get uh, shellfish and sponges as well, but, you know, stuff like that. So it's kind of more for utility purpose. Um, and then maybe a little bit for war, uh, used for war as well. But, um, you know, more recently, it's more of a recreational kind of thing where people are doing it for fun. And, um, you know, usually when you're free diving for fun, it's kind of like snorkeling, but maybe you're staying down a little longer or going a little bit deeper, using a little bit nicer gear. And so, you know, it's that free diving on the reef, looking at fish and critters or free diving in the open ocean with large animals like whale sharks or, or whales. Um, so it's just another tool in a in, in a aquatic person's toolbox for for experiencing the underwater world other than holding your breath right like what are the techniques the details the gear uh what does somebody need to think about if they're curious about getting into free diving well, i'd say one of the biggest things is safety uh, most people aren't aware of safety how to practice safety what it is why it's important all of that that's probably one of the biggest takeaways from taking a course because when you are holding your breath underwater of course there are risks it's kind of like climbing you know the higher you get the farther you have to fall well with free diving it's almost the opposite where the deeper you go the you know the farther it is to get back to the surface and the, the higher likelihood that you'll uh, have an issue um, mm -hmm. uh, should you you know push yourself a little bit too hard so I'd say safety is probably paramount number one thing that you learn especially when you're just getting started um, that most people just have no concept of and then once you have the safety, it's like rock climbing, where once you understand the safety, you just practice the safety and you can kind of push your limits and push yourself a little bit more. And um, so, you know, that's where we go into in, in the course, we start talking about the gear, what, what the proper kind of gear is, why you pick, why we use that kind of gear, and also the technique and why we do what we do and when we do it, for what reason and, and why it's more efficient and better to do things the way that we teach you to do it. So, you know, free diving is all about using your body in the most effective way. And so that's kind of what the course uh, emphasizes. And how long are the courses that you offer? Is that something that someone could do on their vacation? How much time would you, uh, you know, want to plan around it? Yeah, typically a course. Um, so uh, our level one freediver course, um, which is where everybody starts, it's like building a foundation of a house. You know, you need a good, strong foundation before you go build the second and third story. So first story, um, that takes uh, about a day and a half, a little over a day and a half. So first day from like eight in the morning till five in the afternoon, second day from around eight in the morning till about one or two in the afternoon. Okay, cool. And is this like all outdoors in the field or you're doing like classroom style and then than actually hands-on? 
Yeah, so our course begins in the classroom. We, we do about four hours of classroom work where we go over the history, the physics, the physiology, technique, um, gear, and maybe a couple other things that I can't think of. And then we do lunch and then we go jump in the pool um, and we do some practice, practice work in the pool, breath hold and, and other uh, safety stuff. And then the following day we jump in the ocean and, and experience some depth where we go okay. we do a max of uh, 20 meters, which is 66 feet. Wow, that's incredible. And, you know, what are the, the challenges, I guess, that, that you have to kind of overcome when you're getting into this? Is breath holding, I imagine, is one, maybe just fear of being so deep or just the different things that you may encounter? What are some of the common, I guess, challenges that maybe a beginner would would face and how you kind of work through that progression yeah i mean that's pretty easy to answer i'd say number one uh biggest challenge is going to be uh equalization uh is clearing your ears so that you can dive deeper without you know your eardrums exploding essentially um so that's probably one of one of the biggest challenges the second just maybe a close second or, or right up there with the first one is, uh, like you said, is fear or, or trepidation and intimidation or, or just, uh, you know, a fear of the unknown, fear of the depths, um, just that kind of general anxiety or, 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 or lack of comfort. Um, mm -hmm. And it also kind of ties into water comfort. So if you're, if you're a swimmer or water polo player, somebody that's been in the water a lot, surfer, you're typically going to do really well in a free diving course. It's going to be a little easier for you because you have that comfort in the water um, versus somebody that's like a new swimmer or, or, you know, something like that. So that's going to be probably your number two. And then number three is just the physical ability, um, you know, ability to listen to your body and, and get your body to do the things that you need it to do to, to uh, complete the skills and, and uh, follow the techniques. Interesting. So breath is actually holding your breath is not necessarily like the, the challenge that most people like have to kind of work through. That's, is that something you guys work on though? Breath work and like right before you dive, how to be able to hold it as long as possible and, and go as deep, you know, go stay and yeah. explore as long as yeah. possible. Yeah. I mean, I think most people don't realize how long they can hold their breath. Um, and so, yeah, so that's probably like a third or a fourth issue where some people they get the urge to breathe and so we teach you all about that in the course and the way to kind of eliminate it and um you know just teach you about about that that reflex that urge to breathe reflex that you have uh, built into your body and so mm -hmm. that's you know that is an issue in some people it's worse than others but yeah it is definitely something um that in the course we we teach you how to cope with it and how to learn to kind of defeat it. I imagine that that breath work, just knowing, you know, all the different techniques with meditation and different things that focus on it, that's got to stay with you and help you in other ways in life as well. Just, you know, being Absolutely. able to yeah. resist that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so yeah you, you can apply uh, yeah, the, the breathing techniques that we teach you, you know, if you're doing yoga or meditation or just need to de-stress a little bit, it actually helps with stress. So you can use it in your everyday life. And, and I do, I breathe that way um, a lot of the time and it's just subconscious, I just do it.
And then um, you do the course, you do the level one. Is there a benefit of just, you know, taking level one, going out and getting experience, then coming back for other courses? Or could you just stay and just keep going more and more advanced on one trip? Like what are the, what, what do you get into with the higher level courses? And then, you know, uh, going back to just the level one, what can you go do after that course practically in your life? Like what are some examples of kind of free dives you can go ex start exploring after that? Yeah, so level one, I mean, that's the big course. Everybody takes level one and that's really popular and very useful to get you down to 66 feet. In 66 feet, you know, you're able to explore quite a bit. There's a lot of reefs and caves and, and all kinds of stuff here on the island that are within that 66 foot range. So it really covers a lot of the ocean, especially in some places where you'll be struggling to try to hit that depth. Here it's easier, but you know, there's still, there's so much within that 66 foot range, there's tons of light. Um, you can stay down a little longer because you're not diving so deep. And so it's just really useful for so many different people. And it's just a really great uh, course in depth. For most people and then level two will take you from that uh 20 meters to 40 meters 132 feet something like that and that's you know for people that are really kind of getting into the sport that really want to push start pushing their limits learn how to adapt their physiology and and, and train and, and get better at free diving and be more comfortable being down there longer and get going deeper and and there's a lot fewer people that will take that level two course and then the level three goes down to the bottom so whatever that is, it's the black belt of free diving. And that really mm -hmm. teaches you how to uh, adapt your body, uh, change your body so that you can hit extreme depths. Wow. That, that probably takes a little while, right? Like you're not, uh, you're not staying and just going through that progression within a month or so, or is there like, you have to get some practical time in and some dives in before you kind of start changing your body or is, does your body adapt pretty quickly once you're kind of throwing it into into the training yeah you definitely need to uh progress in a stepwise fashion uh if you try to skip steps you can hurt yourself so it's really important to do it uh in a kind of steady way uh when you're training it's like training for any sport you know you you mm -hmm. you you break you you know it's like working out you know you work out your muscles you break your muscles down then you rest and let them build back up again it's the same with free diving and it takes a while for your body to get fully adapted to the extreme depths there's a lot of pressure down there you know that uh absolutely at, uh, yeah 60 meters you're at seven atmospheres of pressure uh seven times 32 it's like 200 something psi pressure pounds wow. per square inch of pressure so it's a lot of pressure you know pushing in on your body so your lungs right. are like tiny size of grapefruits or whatever they're tiny and it's it's uh yeah it's you know your body has your tissues tissues in your body have to get used to being squeezed and compressed and moved around wow that's going to change your phys physiologically change your body and your lungs to be in such a better shape over time that's cool I noticed that you mentioned gear a couple of times. I imagine there's uh, the masks, snorkels, and fins are some of the things that I can think of just from like snorkeling experience. But is there special, uh, special gear specific to free diving that uh, you guys go into and provide? Or do you provide rentals after the fact if somebody wants to, you know, if they're taking the course, they want to come back and just rent stuff? Or is it different from snorkeling? I guess I'm trying to understand 
just short summary, is it different from uh, snorkeling? Once you take the course, you go anywhere and you can kind of start freediving or do you need to look for a specific freediving gear? Um, so yeah, so as far as the freediving gear is concerned, um, it's, uh, you know, for, when you compare it to something like snorkeling, snorkeling is kind of like an amateur activity. It's like um, uh, beach cruiser biking versus road cycle biking, you know? beach cruiser bike you're just you know you're in flip-flops with a maybe you know $500 bike and road cycling you're you know pedaling a $5,000 carbon bike with uh, all the gear and you know all the specialized equipment so it's just taking this uh, kind of amateur activity and ramping it up and doing it better faster more you know um, it's more specialized and, and the gear you know can get um, uh, you know, expensive in a way it's a lot, it's a lot less expensive than scuba diving, but you know, you have specialized watches that can monitor your heart rate. You have a uh, low volume mask, you have, um, carbon long fins that are designed for performance. Um, you know, can be quite expensive. You have a custom mm -hmm. free diving wetsuit that can be customized with your name or logo and colors and different neoprene types that fits your body perfectly. Um, so, you know, there's just quite a bit of uh, intensity put into the uh, intentional, you know, choosing of the gear and the way you move underwater and all that to increase your performance. That is such a great analogy. And I think that totally resonates and explains why, you know, why the specialization matters. Right. So, uh, Byron, one thing we talk a lot about on the podcast is... Um, leave no trace principles or recreation, rec responsible recreation. Hawaii is definitely a tourist hotspot and drives, you know, tons of visitation, of course, pre-COVID. Um, and I'm sure it's gonna come back if not already, even bigger and faster than before. What are some things that um, visitors to Hawaii can do better? What could we do better when we visit to be better tourists? What can we do to embrace ourselves in culture more? Uh, are there initiatives in place that you would like to share about um, or challenges that you see with, you know, but it could be uh, anything that you see locally, whether it's, you know, trail use or totally not related to free diving at all. So we'd love to learn how we could be better visitors to Hawaii. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it, uh, as far as the, the ocean's concerned, uh, probably one of the better things you could do is be sure to have reef safe sunscreen, you know, and, and use sunscreen. It's very important because uh, the sun out here is very intense. And an, an even better alternative to sunscreen is to just wear a rash guard or something to cover your skin. And if you do that, you don't need sunscreen. You don't need chemicals. You don't need to put anything on your skin. And uh, you're just so much better protected. So uh, that's probably one good thing you could do. And then also, when you are in the water, you know, don't touch marine life. Don't stand on, on the reef if you can avoid it. Um, and have respect for the ocean because the ocean can be a pretty nasty, dangerous place. So you really need to watch your back when you're getting in and out of the water. And um, go with operators that are uh, certified um, you know, in their, their field. So for example, we, we have the manta ray night snorkel or the manta ray night dive that we do here in Kona. It's world famous. It's one of the top activities here. 
And so just make sure you have an operator, you use an operator that is, you know, certified or um, has safety practices in place uh, to protect the manta rays because um, they can get damaged and um, they're pretty magnificent creatures. They're protected um, under federal law. And so it's really important that, you know, they're uh, treated well. Uh, same with some of these like um, uh, encounters with wildlife. So we have uh, operators that will do, they're called dolphin tours or dolphin swims. And that's been um, much more regulated recently, just within the last six months. And so uh, NOAA, uh, National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, as well as um, Coast Guard have been enforcing the laws that protect the dolphins and, and try to keep operators from dropping people in on the dolphins while they're sleeping in the morning, because the dolphins will go out at night and hunt, and then they come back in the bays in the morning and they sleep. And uh, some of these operators, they're just not respecting the dolphins' um, kind of privacy. You know, sometimes the dolphins will be playful and they want to play and hang out. Other times they just want to sleep and, and be left alone. So it's really important to, uh, you know, uh, go with operators that uh, have good practices. Uh, Kona Freedivers on our website, we recommend an operator that's really good at respecting those animals. And that's really important. Um, some of these animals, you know, they're much larger than you as well. So you've got to really be careful around them um, because they can hurt you. Uh, you know, like a sperm whale is the top predator in the world and you can get in the water with them, but you know, you got to respect them. They, um, they can vocalize and make sounds that are uh, over 200 decibels loud, which is, um, you know, uh, I don't know, many, many times louder than a rock concert, <laughs> many, many times. So, you know, they yeah. can do a lot of damage to you. And um, so it's, it's, and, and, you know, and they're also protected. So it's important to respect them when, if you're, if you're trying to get in the water or be near them. Um, and, you know, it goes for all wildlife and marine life out there. Thank you so much for that. And I, I think that's such a important point about, respecting wildlife and so you know we see this in on land you know with Yellowstone and the challenges of people getting way too close to wildlife and not respecting them and you know we know that they have rest periods just like us and uh, I really appreciate the call out about making sure that you know if you're with an outfitter or even if you're not and you happen to be close to wildlife that to respect their space just like another being um, and that's one of our biggest focuses, make sure that we know that we're not causing negative impact to um, you know, species or the environment in any way or minimize it or you know, just be aware of all those things. Thank you so much. That was really, really helpful. Well, awesome. Well, whatever you're doing is amazing. Uh, we can't personally wait to come out and explore and free dive and try snorkeling and all the free experiences that you offer. Uh, let us know where people can find you and we will make sure that we have all the links in the show notes. Uh, and if there's anything I didn't cover about freediving or Hawaii or visiting Hawaii that you'd like to add, the mic is all yours. Yeah, so come check us out at KonaFreedivers.com. Um, you know, we teach freediving courses. We take people freediving. We sell gear. We ship gear. We can give you advice. We can get you custom outfitted for a wetsuit. Um, but most importantly, um, you know, it's important to take a class. So wherever you are, try to take a freediving class before you really get into the sport. It'll really help you um, uh, get a basic uh, a foundation for the sport. 
So uh, yeah, you can also check us out on YouTube. We have Kona Freedivers. We have two uh, channels, a reviews channel and a, and a fun diving channel um, on there. So you can see the kind of diving that we do here. And I even uh, did some dives on mainland, San Diego and Seattle. Check them out. So, and then, um, yeah, so free diving is just really great for most people that enjoy the water, that enjoy being in the water. Um, Hawaii is the best place for it um, in the United States and, and one of the best places in the world. Uh, this island, specifically the big island, it's where a lot of the world's best freedivers live and train. Um, so yeah, if you, if you want to get more into the sport, I highly recommend uh, coming to Kona and experiencing it out here if you can. If not, you might be able to find something locally to do it there. Uh, but either way, if you can make your make it out to Kona, you, you know, um, to experience the kind of diving that we have here, I'd highly recommend it. We have these offshore trips that you can take, some with giant animals, large animals, kinds of encounters that are just unheard of and, and really hard to come by throughout the world. And we have it right here, right off our coast. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's about all. That's amazing. Well, I think you left it, left us. Uh, at least me, super inspired to come out there and try this out. And thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Thanks for your time and sharing uh, not just your story, uh, your details about free diving and the responsible recreation. I really appreciate your time today, Byron. Harry, it's a pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Trip Outside podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, let us know in the comments on Apple Podcasts. Share it with your friends and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you felt inspired to travel, you can support the show by booking your next trip on tripoutside.com, the easiest way to book human-powered outdoor adventures.